0: This is a Rooster Teeth production.
1: Welcome everybody to Wrestling with the Week, a Nagata Lock, let's say number three. On the last seven days, that was for you, Eric. I'm your host, James Holmes, joined as always by the only man to make Sting Cry, big baby tears, and who clearly wrote this intro, Scorpio Sky.
0: <laughs> James, what a week!
1: It certainly is. It certainly is, and we're going to be talking all about it. We're of course going to be doing our Hot Tag Dynamite recap. We've got a lot to cover there. Sky, I want to hear personally from you on some of your thoughts of things that transpired, um, but. Other than that, we have an amazing interview with Doc Sampson. It's going to be super cool. It's definitely a side of the industry people don't get to hear about that much. Um, we're going to be talking about all kinds of stuff. I think you want to talk about the Sasquatch documentary. Uh, just we got Shoes News. Like I don't even know what's going on. This show is jam packed. So um, let's just, I think we should just jump right into it. Should, how do you, how do you feel shoes about news. that?
0: Yeah, Shoes News. I love it. Shoes News. I'll tell you. Speaking of I want to jump right into this. Mm-hmm. Last night I was, was, it was post-show, I was hanging out, I was feeling myself, Mm -hmm. having a nice glass of red wine, a little apothic red, one of my favorites. Of course. I had a beautiful gray hoodie on, and uh, one of the good brothers, not gallows and anderson good brothers but one of the other you know we Mm -hmm. call ourselves good brothers walks up and and i look back and i'm full brother you know and i'm talking and somehow (laughs) i just threw an entire glass of red wine all over my hoodie i don't know how i did it (laughs) It ridiculous i mean it (laughs) sounds like you were drunk i think i think the term you're looking for is you were drunk but go ahead maybe maybe Mm -hmm. but now i need a new hoodie because uh i cannot travel i can't get on a plane tomorrow i don't know i have this weird thing it could be 150 degrees outside i need to have a hoodie when i'm on a plane oh yeah so i'm gonna have to like maybe buy a new hoodie i might just leave this one in the hotel i don't know
1: <laughs> so you should you should find some young kid and sign it for him and then throw it at him. but not like someone who is there to see wrestling or someone who knows who you are at all just like someone at the airport
0: F them kids. I'm not throwing <laughs> my hoodie away. <laughs> all right. Throw it in the trash. <laughs>
1: I'm just kidding. So, so Sky, you not only is the children in the airport, but you have a tendency to make some enemies, all right? And I listen, I'm on your side. We've talked about this. I'm on your side. I know what you're trying to do. I know what you're trying to achieve. But can you talk a little bit about the state of things? You, Sting, Darby, Ethan, what's going on?
0: I uh, myself and my my friend Ethan just Mm -hmm. wanted to see a fair fight, we thought that uh, you know like you know Miro earned his opportunity to get where he was at, Mm -hmm. and we thought it would have been a complete like tragic ending if that coward sting got involved and cost him the match, so we just. We bought our tickets, you know, but well, mm-hmm. we didn't buy them. I know a guy, I yeah. got us some seats. <laughs> yeah. We wanted to sit out there just to make sure everything goes according to plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the plan was to have a nice, clean, fair fight. And, uh, and Sting wanted to get involved. So, you know, we just had to like, you know, we were enforcers, we were like unofficial officials, just trying to make gotcha. sure that he stays out of it mm-hmm. and let the two guys in the ring, like let Sting's little buddy yeah. Let Sting's Gilligan handle the fight for himself. Uh-huh. And you saw what happened, Miro. We've got a new champion.
1: We, we do have it. a new champion. My, the highlight of that match for me, well, one of many highlights, but was uh, when Jim Ross referred to Darby as Sting's boy. Because it. it's true, I mean, it kind of makes sense, but it's also like, all right, so not son. Not brother, but his boy. I'm like, I kind of understand that relationship.
0: Well, was it like that, or was it like, oh, like, uh, yeah, that's my boy over there? Like, maybe Sting is like, that's my boy. I don't know. Or is maybe it maybe it's like, Sting very like a that? proud like, that's my boy. Yeah, yeah, I think it's yeah. that. Yeah, it's well, like I will tell you this: that boy ain't right. Uh, that's true. That's
1: fair. Well, he's also not the champ anymore. So <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm just worried. All right. Are you at all concerned? I mean, you're you're going to this hornet's nest again and again. I I, I love the confidence. And again, I just I love seeing you out there doing what you got to do, keeping things fair. But I'm just, you know, you're worried about things going too far again. we're I hate to say it, but we're messing with Sting. He's a he's a wrestling legend kind of known for getting pissed off and stalking people until they disappear.
0: So am I concerned like you ever, you ever play with a dog and you had a nice little cute oh, yeah. little dog and you All start the time. scratching the dog's belly and yeah. the belly and the dog just lays, rolls over and yep. is just relaxed and just so comfortable. And so mm-hmm. just unbothered. That's my level of concern. I am just feeling so good. I'm feeling myself. I'm like a, a
1: wait, you're so you're the dog. Rug. So who scratch sting is scratching your belly. <laughs> Who's scratching
0: you? He better not. Okay. No. All right. Okay. No. I'm scratching my own belly. Okay. You're <laughs> missing right. my point. It's I, not about <laughs> who's scratching. Yeah, I'm yeah. saying I'm <laughs> unbothered, I am relaxed, I'm feeling good about things. We've got a new champion. Mm-hmm. TNT has a new face and it's a good face. It's not a painted up face and, mm-hmm. and you gotta cover it up because you're so ugly. No, we've got the best man and yeah. a handsome man. He's a man's man. Well, I want to ask, did you, was there any
1: sort of, uh, you know, obviously you guys were just there enjoying the match like anyone would, but um, have you guys, Have you guys spoken to Miro at all? Has there been any sort of conversation there? Like, I mean, congratulations, you know, you had that title shot not too long ago um, and it was unfairly ripped away from you. Um, so, you know, like, have you spoken to Miro? Any congratulations? Maybe send him an email or a text and be like, nice job, buddy.
0: I will will send him a congratulations here, live, on this show. Miro, congratulations. You are the TNT champion, and you deserve it. And the hotel was so pleased with my actions. Mm -hmm. They gave me this energy (laughs) bar that I just dropped out of the package. (laughs) Uh-huh. I ate half of it already. Okay. Uh, this this peanut butter and cranberry inner sustainable energy bar. They said we you know we we've seen you got cupcakes. We've mm-hmm. seen you've got Reese's peanut butter cups. Mm-hmm. But we want we're concerned. We want you to be healthy. We want you to be strong because you're you're fighting the good fight and you're doing good things. So they got me a nice health bar because they were so proud of what I did last night. So I want to thank the Marriott. You you are so much appreciated. Thanks so much, guys. It
1: it is remarkable the number of people out there, especially in the. Uh, uh, hospitality hospitality industry um that hate sting like can't stand him you know it's it's and I, i'm not saying that's why they slipped you those extra treats you know because they've been giving you handing you treats every well, single week but sure. i part of me wonders if it's kind of under their breath they slide over reese's pieces or something to you and they go like you break his ankle next time or something like that not my words people, but there's people just don't like bullies james that's fair people don't like bullies that's fair that's all it is you're right i agree i completely agree well listen we've only scratched the surface of what happened on dynamite so i feel like since we're talking about it already we might as well get into it you want to get into it look at it, he's enjoying it roll over on his back um you want to get into it you ready for hot tag i'm
0: ready let's do it let's bring in eric let's go to the hot tag
2: Guys, yep. what an exciting show so far! I love a dog belly scratching analogy. Yeah, and who is scratching his belly? It doesn't matter. He's just excited. Oh, look at that! The like, fans you, are the ones scratching the belly. Right look at that! Are you, you kidding me? Are we You're doing me right now, James? You too. I'm feeling strong. I'm feeling good. Too. Okay. Well, oh yeah. This is this sucks. <laughs> Eric, let's put it's... all three of them side by side. <laughs> no, no, no! It's the camera. Uh huh. It messes with me. Don't worry about guys. We have to talk about dynamite. We've talked about All dynamite. Right. Okay. Home of the hot Here. tag segment guys. We have to get into what happened last night. Here's what I want to lead with. Here's what I want to lead okay. with. at double or nothing. It will be Anthony a go-go against the American dream. Mm-hmm. Cody Rhodes. How big is it for Cody Rhodes to pick up that moniker to wrestle under the name? He said for one night only to wrestle under that name American dream. What do you guys think about that?
1: You know what, Eric, I'll tag in on this. I think it's pretty awesome. I think for the last maybe couple of months we've seen Cody floating in this middle ground in AEW, but it just goes to show that it doesn't matter whether or not he has a belt around his waist, he can elevate any match to a certain degree. It was an amazing promo, just a just a killer promo. And, uh, and I love that he's going to take on this American Dream moniker. I, I'm i genuinely curious how Anthony's going to do. Because we've seen him a little bit of action, but it's mostly him grabbing someone who off, off the edge of the ring or something and then just getting a cheap shot in. So I really want to see uh, how much of a punch he can pack when there's a bell, there's a ref, there's rules. Uh, it's going to be an interesting match for sure.
0: Mm. Sky? Yeah. I'm gonna tag in on this one. Uh, Anthony Agogo is dangerous. He's an Olympic medalist. He's got dynamite in both hands, no pun intended. However, <laughs> I am super into the idea of the American dream. He said, the appearance is gonna stay the same. Mm-hmm. It comes from within. And I am excited to see an American dream. Cody Rhodes, baby, I'm mm-hmm. ready for
2: it. It's, ex- it's exciting. And Anthony Agogo has a lot to answer for. He'll be facing Austin Gunn next week on Dynamite. I know I have some friends at a a little thing called New Legacy who are worried about Austin Gunn and what kind of injuries he may sustain from fighting Anthony Agogo, but Mm -hmm. we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. Guys, Mm -hmm. next on the docket, this this one hits close to home, the Young Bucks used every trick in the book to beat and disband SoCal Uncensored, SCU, Chris Daniels, Frankie Kazarian, even Scorpio sky no more what now
0: I got a hot tag whoa mm. I'm
2: hot tagging
0: hot tagging um obviously this is a, this was a personal one for me I sat in the dressing room by myself I watched this match um you know a lot of people I think wanted to see me get involved in some way shape or form but I wasn't going to do that the young bucks are my friends SCU are obviously very close Frankie and Chris and we we're very close we've had a great run I wanted to let them figure it all out, but I have to say the Young Bucks pulled it out. They did what they had to do, but Frankie and Chris looked phenomenal. They looked better than ever. It's it's a little bit crazy for me to think that they're done. It's over. This tag team that has been together for 10 or 15 years is done for good. The addiction's gone. Uh, SCU is gone. Bad influence is gone, and I just want to thank those two guys for all the help that they've given me in my career, helping take me to the next level. And hey, worst town, no more sad days, man.
2: Man, wow, that was excellently said. That was that was poignant, James. I don't want was... to get emotional, you know. I'm just I, gonna... I understand. I understand. I understand. That was wow, man. Guys, look, I I think we leave that one there. That's that's a heavy one. I think we just move on. I think we just go to the next thing. There's a double DQ finish, look. There's a double, almost a knockout, when Orange Cassidy and Pac both cannot reach their feet for the 10 count, mostly because Kenny Omega hit Pack in the back of the head with a title. Let's see, this is neither here nor there, but we know now at double or nothing, Kenny Omega, Pack, and Orange Cassidy, a three-way for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. Let me know, who do you got?
1: Yeah, and let me tag in on this. I, I, I'm gonna make a prediction here. Kenny to retain okay wow and here's why Cassidy got the just the hell beat out of him that whole match which would make me say oh Pac is the one Pac is going to be the is going to be the guy but he was also down for the 10 count and how often do you see a like an athlete like that down for 10 it never happens Mm -hmm. it never happens in this sport and so I personally think that is scary as the odds are for Kenny. I think he has the wiliness. He might be able to take advantage of this situation and it, as opposed to it being something that works
0: against him. So hmm. interesting Sky thoughts. I am going to tag in on this one too, because this is interesting and I need to know the rules. I believe this is going to be the first time a singles championship was contested in AEW in a three-way match. I,
2: I, I think, think that's, that's correct. Yeah. Happened, yeah. Right. Yeah. So,
0: is this elimination? Is this first fall? I believe it's gonna be first fall. Mm-hmm. And if it's first fall, this favors Orange Cassidy. Wow. Okay. Why do I, tell? why do I, this is why? Because Kenny and Pack are gonna try to rip each other's heads off. They've got history. And the King of Sloth style
3: mm-hmm.
0: is perfect in this type of match to lay low fly under the radar, and when the right opportunity comes, swoop right in there and become world champion. Wow. That is why if this is a first fall, I favor Orange Cassidy. Wow.
3: wow.
2: That's, listen, that's the kind of stuff that I want here on mm-hmm. Wrestling With The Week, guys. That's a hot take right there. Mm-hmm. Orange Cassidy is the, fir- is the new World Heavyweight Championship after winning the first triple threat match. Crazy, crazy. Kenny Omega <laughs> wouldn't even have to factor into the finish. That's nuts. Moving on, mm-hmm. moving on the pinnacle versus the inner circle at double or nothing in a stadium stampede match. However, if the inner circle loses, they disband. A lot of disbandings here going on Mm -hmm. in AEW. That's crazy. This is really, you thought it came to a head at blood and guts. It's coming to a head at double or nothing. I can't wait. Who do you got? Who's winning? Is inner circle getting disbanded? is the pinnacle walking away the winner. What do you guys think?
0: I'm tagging in on this one. Uh, first off, I wanna say Stadium Stampede last year was one of the most entertaining matches I've ever seen. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to see it again. But this time, the stakes are even higher. This yeah. is this is more than personal. And the Inner Circle has have been like the most powerful group since the beginning of AEW, since television started, day one of television on TNT, the inner circle formed. Mm-hmm. They have been a consistent factor on this show. And if the the prospect of them having to rip this thing apart, if they lose, I can't even picture AEW without the inner circle. So that's mm-hmm. going to be very interesting to see where this goes. Ooh,
1: that's going to be wild. James, what do you think? Yeah, I'm just going to just a real quick tag and then I'm going to tag right back out again. So I'm just <laughs> going to just put them in the corner and I'm going to chop them a couple times and we'll tag you right back in. I just <laughs> think it is, is blown, blowing me away. How many groups are putting their friendship and their alliance on the line? Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, it's interesting, you know, and I'm curious to see, if uh the inner circle like was really thinking about what they were they were offering up when that SCU match happened. So like, you know, there's there's a lot at stake. There's a lot at stake. And um and I don't know who's gonna take it. I mean, blood and guts was not it was not the pinnacles match until the very end, until the last moment. So, you know, uh I think I think it'll be interesting to see. But they have everything to lose. What? I don't know. Did you something happen? Something happened What things went down over here. I, sting. I, heard, I heard something in the rafters and, yeah. and, then, sting and, and, and then everything went down. I'm not, yeah, I, maybe they did. All right, okay. Well, that, that concludes Hot Tag. That's our Dynamite recap. Um, let's just toss right to our awesome run-in from Doc Sampson. This is a great interview. Check it out. <laughs> I am super excited for our guest this week, coming on to talk to us about a different side of the wrestling world, something that maybe you haven't heard a lot about, and maybe I haven't even gotten to discuss a lot. It is Doc Sampson, AEW's ringside physician. Doc, thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. I think the best place is to kind of start from the beginning. Uh, Obviously, you're a doctor. You have medical expertise. But how did you get into the wrestling business?
3: So uh, professional wrestling was never on my radar uh, during my uh, educational career um, coming up through medical school. Um, I knew I wanted to do sports medicine, so I'm board certified in family medicine and sports medicine, and I knew I'd take care of, you know, one of the big sports, um, but never professional wrestling. I watched it as a kid with my dad and my grandfathers, Bruno Martino from Pittsburgh, um, cool story, it was amazing to see him at hall of fame when he, when he got into the hall of fame, you know, as a kid, you would never think I'm never going to meet this guy. Mm-hmm. I'm standing right next to him. Like I was, I was, mm-hmm. I mean, I usually would never get shell shocked with, uh, with celebrities, but I was a little awed by him and, um, just, you know, Hey, you know, watched you as a kid, blah, blah, blah. And so it was very cool meeting him. And, um, but no, I, I never thought I, I would do it. I watched it as a kid and then, you know, played other, got into other sports and stuff. And he just kind of went away from it. And then, uh, got a call from the uh, medical director for WWE. And he's also the neurosurgeon for the Steelers. So he said, Hey, we've been following your career, which is kind of shady anyway, little, little, you know, creepy stocky. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, uh, we want you to work with us. And I said, yes. And he said, you don't even know what I ask you don't know what even team I'm, I'm like the Steelers she's like no well there you go <laughs> okay um and he said uh WWE World Wrestling Entertainment professional wrestling I'm like mm, let me think about this and so uh took some time thought about it talked to my friends um started watching it and uh, I'm like all right let's give this a try and at that time I was with Georgia Tech I was a team doc with Georgia Tech and mm-hmm. so um I went on the road for three TVs and hung out with the other doc and the trainers, and, and uh, they said, well, what do you think? And I said, sign me up. I said, but I have to finish women's basketball in the ACC tournament. We have to finish first, or we have to finish, then I'll, then I'll start. Mm-hmm. Well, we lost in the first round, so I got to start early. So. <laughs> um, and it's been a ride ever since, and I've loved every minute of it
0: that's really interesting uh so obviously like you said you're a wrestling fan growing up uh but never really envisioned yourself being in the wrestling business once you got into it and and obviously at the highest level uh you know a huge company like what was that transition like like going from being you know A doctor you know in in real life and all of a sudden they're in this crazy world of pro wrestling like what's that transition
3: it was thankfully um, I have to give credit to the two trainers that worked with me at the beginning Larry Heck and um, um, Chris and I'm sorry Chris I'm blanking on your last name Um, Peaches he's known as Peaches Mm -hmm. Um, they they kept me in my seat because everybody every time someone would go down take a bump and I would, you know, r- go jumping out of my chair to go run in, and uh, they were, they'd set me down and go, "Doc, you'll know when the time is right. You'll know when it's a work or a shoot." And I and I had to learn all the all the vernacular too because mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know what that means. And so learned all that, um, and it was very. It was. I, I think I have a keen eye now to knowing when someone is a good worker, they, I still get fooled, but, um, and some people, actually you, you're very good at selling. Um, (laughs) but there's, there's some people that, you know, you, something just doesn't look right. That bump didn't look right. That, you know, that spot didn't look right. And so, um, it took me a while to not jump out of my seat. Now I'm, I'm much better at it. Obviously health and safety is number one. We're going to, we're going to go, you know, even if it's questionable, we're going to go, but, uh, I've gotten better at it now I'm teaching my my athletic trainer uh, Bryce Reddy and my other Brad Brad uh, Wasterbach. they're they're the newbies and so I'm sitting them in their seats going relax hmm you'll know and so you know we're getting to that point but uh, it was it was definitely I mean vernacular um, just just knowing the wrestling business how it works uh, sitting sitting in listening to people going over their their uh, match and then seeing it actually play out and how they remember that is, I have no idea. It, mm-hmm. It's just amazing. It's just, I've, I, I love the business. It's, it's, it's been a blessing.
1: It's so interesting to me that you're talking about like the difference between knowing whether it's a work or a shoot, because just as a fan, sometimes like I watch and I go, mm, they're, "Oh, they're going to, the stretcher was ready to go or something like that. And so it, it is fun playing that game. But I guess my big question is compared to other sports that you've worked on, how does like wrestling compare in terms of that preparation that you need? Because I don't normally see people doing like moonsaults and stuff in a basketball game. So how do you
3: prepare for what you have to do? So, so I mean, for any sport, you have an emergency action plan, you know, you, you prepare for the worst, you know, and hope for the best. And, you know, we have EMTs there, we have, you know, um, if something goes down, and, and again, when we start traveling again, Thank God we're going to start traveling again. Um, mm-hmm. Not that Jacksonville's bad. Love Jacksonville, they've been a host to us. It's been great, but mm-hmm. you know, it's time for change. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you go to different arenas and we have the same setup for the most part, but um, when you do pay-per-views, you have different stage setups for pay-per-views. So you got you to put that in the equation of, if something goes down, how am I going to get the paramedics there? How am I going to get that talent out safely to the hospital? So um, we have emergency action plans. I work with uh, my two athletic trainers, and uh, we we have a plan, and we have uh, a setup, too, where one of the one of the athletic trainers stays in, the, in back of the training room to uh, if anything would come in anybody's getting ready for their match needs taped you know um, any type of uh, stretching anything like that and then our other trainer stands out we call it the Batman position and uh, they they get a, another viewpoint and then where I sit at the at the bell table my position and, and my vantage point and so we we communicate if something goes down uh, check with every talent when they come off the stage are you okay. Um, you know if if even if they say okay and it looked a little funky let's go back to the training room and just check it out for safety and, and everybody everybody's very good about that they don't sit there and fight you or anything they let you go back and I think that's that's definitely um, something that the, the the business is changing hopefully at least for our for my point of view for in, in aew with our culture they're professional athletes they should be treated as such and it's in the Indies uh, you know you're lucky if you have tape. Right. (laughs) So, I mean, now, Mm -hmm. you know, you have, you have a physician, you have two athletic trainers, we have a cold tub, we have a sauna, we have, you know, um, anything you would need to uh, take care of professional athletes. And that's what we do. And so it's the culture of, no, you don't, if you're hurt, you don't tell anybody, you don't do anything, you know, Mm -hmm. you just, you know, rub some dirt on it. You're fine. Mm Well, we're trying to get out of that culture, like, no, you're, we, we want the longevity of the career. You know you we don't want like a little you know star flash and then done we want mm-hmm. them to be able to be through their career and then after their career you know have kids you know have have you know a husband or wife or whatever and mm-hmm. a, 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 allow yourself to ha- take that time after your great career to now have that post career so the mm-hmm. longevity is what we go for and that's what we do we we, we like to take care of them because of that so it, it took again it took a little bit of knowing you know, what is an injury? What isn't an injury? Um, but we, we take everything seriously, even if it is a work, um, we check them out backstage and they're like, Shh, doc, it was a work. And mm-hmm. I, some talents still do that to me. Chris Jericho is one of the best and he's like, doc, it's me. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, you got me.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I, I will uh, speak from personal experience. Like, a, mo- like I'd say more than half of our guys came from the Indies. And so, you know, again, like he said, you know, we're lucky if we have tape and more more often than not, we didn't have tape. Um, And I like I had a knee injury a couple of months ago where, you know, in a normal show, normal indie show, I would just oh okay well that hurts I guess you know I'll just put an extra pad on or something and so for me it's like it's very different to like no let's check you out let's send you out let's get this thing looked at and then you find out oh I'm actually injured and shouldn't wrestle for a little while so uh, from a performer standpoint I actually uh, am really grateful to have guys like Doc Samson and Bryce and uh, the, the staff we have because now you feel so much safer and taken care of for, and you know you can go out and, and worry about perform and the other stuff will take care of itself so moving on to the the next question I, i'm interested in is you know obviously we know you were working with wwe uh how did it come about to where you ended up i mean did you get out of the business for a couple of years how did you end up here uh in all elite wrestling
3: so um great career loved loved my time with wwe um but I have, I have to satisfy certain parts of my brain and one part of my brain is very academic. Um, it doesn't come across that sometimes, but I actually am somewhat academic. And um, I, I had the opportunity to rise up the academic ladders because when I was at WWE, I was also teaching medical school. <clears throat> and so um, when we were on the road, I would teach medical school. And so I had the opportunity to start a new medical school in South Georgia, in Moultrie, Georgia. And they approached me, and and again, me and uh, academics—it's there, but it's it's kind of somewhat humorous. And so I had the opportunity to become the dean of a new medical school and build a medical school. That doesn't happen very often. So I said, "Sign me up." So I resigned from WWE, uh, worked up the ladder to become the become the dean, started this new medical school. You know, it's a lot of you know shaking hands, kissing babies, talking to politicians, getting the community mm-hmm. involved to have a new medical school, and we did that. And I got to pick all uh, 59 students. I called each one of them and congratulated them. Um, I mean, they had to go through admissions and everything, but you know who who mm-hmm. applied, and um, and we started. And, and I'm <clears throat> I'm proud to say that they're they've just finished their <clears throat> second year of medical school and getting ready to go on rotations. And um, they all they all made it the two years which is unheard of either they usually we have a probably like a three or four percent attrition rate so um did that that was great and um then it became time to be the uh administrator samson i hated Mm -hmm. that part hated Mm -hmm. it like i'll teach all day you know but i i just can't be an administrator and so you know, God, like, listen, and uh, I get a call from Cody, who I kept in, Cody Rhodes, who I kept in touch with Mm -hmm. from WWE, and he's like, hey, we're going to start this new company. We're going to do these pay-per-views. Would you be on, would you be our doctor? And I said, yeah, that's on a Saturday. I can, I can manage that. That's not a problem. So I did that, you know, pay-per-view, pay-per-view, and then they sat down and said, hey, we're going to start doing this TV on Wednesdays. Mm -hmm. Can you be our doctor? Sure. Then Mm -hmm. I'm thinking in my head, how am I going to do this? And so... Uh, I did both jobs. I'd fly out of Albany, Georgia, uh, on Tuesday night, do the show Wednesday. Oh, dark 30 Thursday morning, get on a plane, fly back to Albany and then go back and and be the administrator. And I did that for a while. And my trainer, Bryce is like, you look terrible. (laughs) You're not (laughs) sleeping. You're grouchy. Uh, and I said, yeah, I need, uh, I need to pick the two of the loves I like. So, um, professional wrestling one. And I teach part-time now I still teach part-time. Um, and it's great in a way cause it's virtual cause of COVID, but it's, um, uh, it, it's again, it's feeding both parts of my brain. So, so mm-hmm. yeah, that's how I got back into the business. You, you mentioned,
1: uh, being excited to be back on the road and obviously, you know, you guys have been doing it at Daly's place for the last year or more or so, right? Almost a year and a half maybe at this point, um, because of COVID. So I'm just curious, what was it like? You know, you're building this, you're working with this new company and and things are kind of getting settled. How much has COVID impacted what you do on a day-to-day basis?
3: It it was um, you know, no one really thought about it. No one thought it was going to be this thing that it is. And as it started affecting us and we had to come up with a plan and Tony Khan, he's like, doc, well, how are we going to do? What are we, how are we going to continue with shows? Uh, I, I, you know, read the s- CDC guidelines, anything I could get my hands on. Uh, we came up with a, um, a questionnaire cause at that time that's all we had. So we did a questionnaire and if you were and temperature checks and if you came in and if you were sick, you just didn't come in. And again, you know, to, to Tony's amazing heart and mind, uh, he put it out to all the talent and crew and said, if you're sick, stay home, you're not gonna lose your job. We don't want you bringing that into the bubble. And when you know that you're not going to get fired, if you don't go to work, that's a good thing. And so mm-hmm. people, people stayed home that were sick, people that came in, we temperature checked them and everything. And we had a great run. Our last, I think our last show in Georgia was like, it was the day Georgia shut down and, um, mm-hmm. we did 23 episodes that that day. And then everything shut down, we were off for like a month or so, and then uh, then we came back and it's like, okay, Doc, what are, what protocols are we doing? So uh, we had the questionnaire, which was good, and it kept, <laughs> the questionnaire kept getting longer and longer throughout, I mean, the, like, it took forever to read the email, but it was good, it was a good questionnaire. And then we, I looked into some of the testing that was out there, and nothing was FDA approved, So you know, had to go through the best case scenario of which one we could use, I was gonna do nasal swabs on everybody because, you know, who wants that? And it, it's too time consuming and there wasn't a rapid test at that time. So we went with the uh, rapid uh, uh, finger stick and it's a screening, it's really not, it's it's a test, but it's screening. So if you test positive, then we'll send you for a confirmatory test with the nasal swab. And we mm-hmm. use that we've gotten really, really good numbers as far as keeping everybody safe and um i think that the people that that were testing positive stayed home and it kept us out of the bubble so we did really well uh, as far as that standpoint and and again it was because people knew that they could stay home without the fear of losing their job and when they came in they were honest and said doc i don't feel good if they did or if they tested positive we quarantined them. Um, if they couldn't fly, we quarantined him, them in, uh, in uh, Georgia, or I'm sorry, in Florida until they were done. And then, you know, they, they was 14 days. It went to 10. Now it's like 7. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it worked very well. So we kept everybody safe. And some people got really sick. Um, the others didn't even know they had it. And, uh, yeah, so we, mm-hmm. we were very successful with that, so.
0: Yeah, I think uh, if my memory serves me correctly, we were uh, in Utah on March 11th, Mm -hmm. 2020, something like that. And I specifically remember that was the night the NBA shut down and it was several players on the Utah Jazz that had uh, like... Tested positive for COVID nineteen. Those were like the first players in the NBA that were testing positive. So I remember being in Utah that night. We were running dynamite and thinking, "Oh boy, like how many of these fans maybe are around it?" So it was different. We shut down everything. Shut down after that. I wasn't able to be uh, in Atlanta for those uh, those closed set tapings because we were on lockdown. Yep. Lockdown already in California. Um, so, my question would be like when I came back, everything seemed very figured out and structured. Everything was set, everything, and then and still to this day, you know, we use the same procedures. What was that like coming up with those procedures and how did you figure that out? And how long did it take to figure out, okay, and was there
3: ever any thought of shutting down completely? Um, or, or what like was that on the table at any point I mean there was there was no blueprint for this you know I mean yes we've had you know illnesses in the past and you have testing procedures we had nothing and so um, it was it, it was frustrating it was like you're taking a chance going how am I gonna because it wasn't just you know obviously the talent we had the whole crew so we had 200 and I don't know how many crew we have and then the talent and keeping everybody safe and so um, it was nerve-wracking, but um, myself, Mega, our attorney Margaret, uh, our other attorney, uh, myself, Bryce, um, we just sat down and brainstormed and said, you know, what are the best tests available at this point? And a lot of them were under um, emergency use uh, only access, access only. And so um, we we got together and, and picked one that seemed the best t- statistics, and uh, it and it worked. And the big thing is, I mean. You have you have people come in and then you get an outbreak and that could wipe out everybody, talent, crew. I mean, so you have you have people that, you know, are experts as far as like cameramen or sound or something. And they're the only ones who can do it. But you can get replacements when talent goes down, you have to come up with a new show. So you might have to fly them in. Well, they can't fly because of this. And so um, there was we had a contingency plan if something would happen with that would happen. um, But luckily it hasn't, you know, and we're we're Mm -hmm. getting through this and and hopefully we're going to be done with it. But um, it was it was nerve wracking.
1: It's pretty remarkable because, you know, we're talking about behind the scenes stuff, like things that you often don't see. But in a lot of ways, you are a part of the show right even just the bare bones of like keeping the talent healthy and and happy and making sure that they can appear on camera every single week but even like you yourself have become like kind of a part of the show like so what is that like the the fact that you sometimes find yourself having to maybe appear on camera or like be part of a story or something like that what's that like for you
3: Yeah. It's like, that's kind of like the, the, the theater part of me. Um, my first, my first promo ever, when I just told a story to the, the nightmare factory students, um, last week when I went up to, to, to talk to them, um, it was in, um, I think it was in, um, Kalamazoo, Michigan. And Cody was doing this spot where he had, he had the, the, the broken face and he had to wear the face mask. And mm-hmm. the first one before we got the clear one that the NBA, very popular you see on the NBA, um, he had a lacrosse mask and that was, it was a female lacrosse mask, so mm-hmm. it looked ridiculous. Um, but he, he got it and he's like, hey, doc, I'm going to have this on. I want you to get in the ring and tell the crowd why I can't wrestle tonight. And he goes, do you want me to give you the lines? I'm like, no, I, I know what's wrong with you. I'll just say it. And so I went up and they booed me, and I was like, why are you booing me? (laughs) I'm the doctor, don't (laughs) boo me. And so uh, they, you know, I gave the promo and, and it was good. And then the next night he wanted me to do it again in another city in somewhere South, South Michigan. And mm-hmm. it so happened. One of my sports medicine fellows was there. So uh, I got up and I did the same thing, but I introduced myself instead of Doc Sampson. I introduced myself as I'm Dr. Tom Goodwin and he was sitting in a crowd and I just looked at his face and he like, th- he was like going to pass out and uh, mm-hmm. did the promo. And he's like, where did you learn to do that? And I go, I mean, I guess I'm a natural ham. I don't know, but it's mm-hmm. like, you know, the injury, you know what you want to do. It's like, that's, you're just, I'm just saying in my mind, what's real, what's not. So, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's been good. It's been, uh, I, I've had a couple things, uh, definitely a long one in, uh, WWE with, um, uh, uh, okay. I think of his name now. Um, but it was basically, I had to tell him he had a knee injury and, uh, uh he, he, or I had to check him out because he he faked a knee injury. Paul Heyman. I had to f- He oh, faked right. an injury right. and uh, he did one want to wrestle punk. And so mm-hmm. they brought me out and I evaluated him. And Paul's like firing stuff at me. My dad's a personal attorney, personal uh, law attorney, and he's going to do this and he's going to sue you and get, and he's, mm-hmm. he's trying to make me crack. And I just went through it, went through it and got up and gave my, you know, gave my findings and stuff. And then punk came in and beat tech out of the other doctor, which was a, you know, a talent. So, um, so yeah, it was, it's, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. It's mm-hmm. like catching me at the end. Hey doc, we need you to do this. Okay. Well, I gotta go ringside cause I got to do my real job. We'll just do something real quick. And so I, I actually enjoy it. It's fun. Um,
0: so we talk about how like you're at ringside for all of the matches, uh, which uh, brings me to obviously a, a not so fun subject. Could you tell us a, a little bit about the, the
3: Jerry Lawler situation or, and that happened years ago on raw? Yeah. The, the, uh, the one that I, the, the, the injury I thought I would never have to deal with in professional wrestling. Um, yeah, we were, we were sitting there. We were in Montreal. We were sitting there, you know, 15,000 people or whoever. And, uh, it was Monday night raw and, uh, I was sitting, you know, five feet between the announcer's desk and here, and uh, uh, Mike Mansuri comes over to me and goes like, "Doc, check on check on uh, um, check on Jerry." And I looked, and he had his head on the desk. And I thought, you know, Jerry's always joking around, so I thought that he was like acting like he was sleeping because it was a boring match. And so mm-hmm. I went over to him and I'm like, and I heard like snoring, and I you know, again, I thought it was part of it, and I was like, Jerry, Jerry, you okay?" And he didn't respond. And so uh, one of the big things that you do if someone's, you know, if you really want to see if someone's out or not, is you do a sternal rub and you rub as hard as you can on the sternum. And that hurts even if you're unconscious, but you're still arousable. You do that. And so I did that to him and he wasn't moving. So I sat him up, I laid him down and, you know, checked on him, checked his, you know, checked his vitals, his pulse was really weak. And I told Mike, I said, look, we got to go. And so, um, they wanted to have the montreal paramedics come all the way over to the other side i'm like i don't want this to be a youtube show let's okay. let's get him on the stretcher well so we picked him up carried him met him halfway put him on a stretcher started cpr and then took him in the back and there's video if the person that's yelling with their big mouth is me to get everybody to get out and um we just started CPR um, shocked him like seven times um, I was actually gonna start intubating so I'm putting the tube in his throat and I asked the paramedics um, where the hospital was and it was like right down the street so we said so let's go so you can see the video of me doing CPR into the ambulance and then we took off and got to the got to the hospital he'd stabilized by then um, they were trying to figure out who he was so here's a sixty he was like 62 at the time or 68, maybe. I don't know. How, I can't remember how old he was um, in a wrestling singlet. And mm-hmm. did he did he get hit his head? Did does he have a heart attack? What's going on? Did the EKG? They thought I was security. They kicked me out. And um, I'm like, I'm the doctor. And they mm-hmm. were talking in French. They were speaking in French because it was Montreal. So I was trying to figure out what they were doing. And then a the nurse, a nice nurse, came over, and started talking to me, showed me the EKG, saw that he had a heart attack, and they wanted to take him down and do the, um, the testing and they did and came back and you know and we had a show the next night in montreal or i'm sorry in ottawa so jerry's mm-hmm. up in the uh in the icu no one's there his family's coming over you know i'm i'm geographically clueless something oh, Montreal is so far away from the united states it's right across the border and so mm-hmm. um we we tucked him in in the icu uh drove and went to ottawa to the next day and so it was nerve-wracking for as far as that but it was we had a good outcome. I mean, he, he he got through it, and you know, he's to this day. We celebrate it every year, um, joke around about it. But um, yeah, it was that was scary, and I never want to have that happen again. But if it does, I mean, we're prepared. Yeah.
1: Wow. I, th- I think that's the amazing thing. It's a testament to how prepared you have to be. Like, you know, we talked earlier in this interview about like, oh, well, what about moon salts? Like, these are things that you have to be aware of. But the fact that something could happen right next to you in a place that you wouldn't think to look, but then you were able to handle it. And uh, it's it's I think it's a testament to the the stuff that you do and the, the how important it is to the industry in general. I guess for me personally, I had I had some just some personal questions that I want to ask that may be related to it. Are there any sort of unconventional methods or things that, that benefit? I I feel like, cause you, you know, I think Kenny Omega is like a fan of cupping and stuff like that. Or you mentioned ice baths and stuff. There's obviously things that are known, but are there any things that, that you see backstage or whatever? And you're either like, Oh, that actually works. Or, I know that, I know this guy tapes up his, his knee in a certain way, but that don't matter at all. Like, do you see any of that?
3: Um, well, so what we have, so I'm an osteopathic physician, so I'm a DO, um, there's MDs and DOs, um. Both physicians, fully boarded, does you know, can do everything. But I have extra training in osteopathic manipulative medicine, so I can do manipulation. Um, comparatively, if you want to compare it like a chiropractor, but you know, um, we get we get more we get more musculoskeletal training through medical school than MDS do, and so then we learn OMT. And so people come in and they might have this, and yeah, you can do things to them, take Advil or whatever. But I can actually do manual medicine on them to get them back in the game quicker and. and doing that. So that's, that's definitely a perk. Um, and actually I, most of my jobs I've gotten is because I, I'm a DO and, and what I do. Um, and then, yeah, we do cupping, we do a and technique where, um, you see, it looks like basically like a steel piece of I call know, it like metal. a butter knife. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and you just, you do scrape along the muscle, uh, to mm-hmm. cause, you know, to break down adhesions, uh, cause an inflammatory reaction to get you to heal. Um, uh, we said cupping, um, uh, uh, needling, we do dry needling. Um, so any any techniques that we can do to, again, take care of these professional athletes. Um, and to, to your point, as far as like a, a guy tapes a certain way, you got to take the mental ca- capacity into that as well or the mental, the mental element into it. So if that person thinks that this helps them, and unless it's crazy, mm-hmm. we're going to do it. And we'll you know we'll we'll adjust it and tape it the way it should be done. But if that piece of tape the way they have it's on and they think it helps, placebo. We're we're making it happen.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: That's awesome. That's,
1: that's, that's super
0: cool. Like I I love it. You know again Doc Samson, you know, one of the unsung heroes here in the wrestling business and specifically here in All Elite Wrestling. I'm extremely happy to have you and your staff. But now we've gotta move on to a little bit of fun. Okay. We have done some questions, we grilled you a little bit. We're gonna bring our producer Eric in and it could, because we have a little bit of a game here. And I'm undefeated in this game. Okay. So yeah. you gotta see if you can and beat I, me. I am I am perpetually injured. <laughs>
1: on the do not wrestle um, list for the for this game <laughs> Owen oh, whatever 10
2: yeah james is not so good at this game uh sky is undefeated i cannot sneak one by him this is a game we call shoot news guys we're here with shoot news look we got two real stories one fake story it's going to be your job to find the fake story it's gonna start right now. The first story. South Carolina House adds firing squad to execution methods. Okay. All right. So Wait, that, then, this uh, is a story
1: from 2021. Yes, this this, 20, these this are not? these okay. are All these are recent reasons,
2: news no. okay. stories. Great gotcha. so firing squad. Firing All squad right. in South right. Carolina. Something to think about. All right. Second story. Bungie jumper left stranded for three hours, eleven hundred feet in the air after malfunction.
1: 1,100
2: feet. 1,100 feet in the air for three hours after malfunction. Damn, Lastly, the third and final. Taco Bell will start reusing hot sauce packets. <sighs> But he does this is what he does you're like listening
1: to it and then like something and he throws you you're like okay i think i'm calibrated in and then he throws you a curveball and you're like this might be this could be real but this could also just be some insane thing that eric thought of i i think
0: i i've got my answer
2: wow scott you've already got it
0: i think so i'm not sure but i think the firing squad is the fake story Okay,
1: mm. it is South
0: Carolina, so I could be it wrong. It is South
1: Carolina. Added <laughs> nail, added nail yeah. as well. Mm-hmm, 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 Doc, mm-hmm. are you leaning towards it which one of the do you feel like
3: is fake out of these? The firing squad is like maybe on the top, um, but I'm thinking the the bungee jumper hanging there for that long. I, I think that's. I, I don't think that's real. Medically, okay.
1: Do you know anything medically? Yeah, he's got like a medical opinion. He's like, impossible. No, they're not gonna. Is it something like the human being can only withstand? <laughs> yeah. Do you have any
2: insider knowledge?
0: <laughs> James, right. you can't use that to help your decision. Yeah, no, no kidding. True.
2: Jeez. All right, what's all right, walking, your choice? Walk and dock in. James, it all comes down to this. I'm going to say the the Taco Bell sauce
1: packets, but I swear, I swear if that story is true because of some sort of like recycling machine or whatever, like what are they? Wait, hold on. Are they pulling them out of the trash? How do they get? How do they get my sauce packets? How does Taco Bell get my sauce packets again? Now I'm saying it out loud and I think I want to change my answer to the bungee jump.
2: You want to change your answer to the bungee jump? How? Because how would they get my <laughs> sauce packet?
0: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Your
1: specific <laughs> sauce packets.
0: My, I mean, I don't bring them back to the store. <laughs> maybe, they're have, they, maybe they're going to have a sauce it, packet drop box I, or something.
1: I swear to God, if this is the sauce packets, I'm going to lose my mind. I'm going to go bungee jumping. Okay. All
0: right. Two for bungee, one for firing
1: yep. squad. All
2: right. Here we go, guys. Taco Bell will start reusing hot sauce packets is a true story. Oh, you can Okay, okay. And it is a recycling thing, so you were right. not eating anymore, So you figured it out. (laughs) So, so, let's move on to South Carolina House adds firing squad to execution methods. Is a true Uh, story. Wow. Sky has been defeated. The reign of the king is over. Look at Doc Sampson just standing there. He knows, he knew. But medically, he knew there was no way.
0: <laughs> he knows. yeah oh, bungee jumper left stranded for lost.
2: three hours 1100 feet in the air after malfunction is one that i created for my own little twisted brain uh yeah, you did well so wow james you finally after like four or five weeks of this you finally got one and doc <laughs> mm-hmm. Sampson, after only the first time you've ever seen this game you and james are tied <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, well technically future, his record is much better. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I have in a lot the future, of future,
0: if we have like what what did they have that on that uh, who wants to be a millionaire where you can like call a friend
2: Oh, like yeah. a little phone, phone a friend. friend situation? Yeah. Yeah,
0: a phone a friend. I will be calling Doc Sampson. Yeah, that's but true. Yeah, if we, that's if we add that to the game, i would be yeah. like, Doc Samson, medically, is it possible to take a bang energy drink can and turn it into a car? Like, can you restart someone's heart with a with a Reese's peanut butter cup? <laughs> like, mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. <laughs> he's going to be getting weird phone calls whenever yeah. we do this. He's going to be in the middle yeah. of procedures and he's like, I can't answer if. If this is a true or false news story but that's the way it goes and guys sky has finally been defeated wow and that is how we play the game shoot news well i will take my l with grace uh once again
0: thank you so much for for being a part of the show wrestling with the week uh, great interview had a lot a lot of fun uh james you got anything for us no, I just think I think it's
1: amazing what you do, and I think it adds a whole new layer to an appreciation for this business that I I, I just love as a fan. So thank you.
3: No, uh, thank you guys for having me and uh, you know introducing to people what you know what we do. And again, these guys are professional athletes; they should be treated as such. And hopefully, we uh, stand up to do that with them. So.
0: And let's not overlook the fact that he said, I'm great at selling earlier in this interview. He did so, say that. Yes, he did I say love that. it when people yeah. put me over. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Doc. One uh, one last question, Doc, before we go.
1: How do you think Sky would fare by taking a baseball bat to the stomach?
0: Please.
3: You don't have to answer have you that. Seen, have you seen these uh, <laughs> these chiseled abs? Actually, you can
0: answer that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that. That's what I said. As yeah. I said, yeah. no pain. Yeah. He wouldn't feel and it at all and it coward. wouldn't do anything. Is sting a coward yes or no you don't have to answer that doc You don't have to answer right, that thank right. you so much
3: <laughs> thank you guys
1: this episode of wrestling with the week is brought to you by honey these days it feels like online shopping is the only shopping we do that's where today's sponsor honey comes into play it's the free browser extension that scours the internet for promo codes and automatically tests them when you're checking out Honey is basically online shopping best friend. Here's how it works. You get Honey on your computer for free in two easy clicks. Then when you're checking out on one of its over 30,000 supported sites, Honey pops up and all you have to do is click apply coupons. You just wait a few seconds. Honey searches for coupons uh, for that site and if it finds codes that work, boom, it applies its best one to your cart. Honey has found its over 17 million members, over two billion dollars in savings, and supports all kinds of retailers, uh, from tech and gaming sites to fashion brands, even food delivery. It's simple. If you have a computer, Honey should be on it. It's free and works with whatever browser you use. You can get Honey for free today at joinhoney.com/week. That's joinhoney.com/w-e-e-k. So they know we sent you. Give it a try and see how much you'll save today. Thanks, Honey, for supporting today's episode thank you so much to doc sampson for that incredible interview um and if you want to hear the whole interview where he talks about all kinds of cool stuff like how uh aws managed the whole covid situation and making sure that everyone stays safe please check it out it's all there in the audio version it was a great interview and i had a blast talking to him
0: yeah i thought it was great it was really uh cool to you know give people that side of wrestling which they don't really get to see you know they they, they get to hear about the commentators and the wrestlers and all these mm-hmm. people but the unsung heroes from behind the scenes so once again thank you to doc samson for coming in and doing that interview so now we're moving on to the next segment one of my favorite james yeah what it do baby <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: wow it's <laughs> getting easier and easier for you to hold the hold the note through the whole thing. Oh yeah, so. I was almost gonna hit that like
0: Dwayne. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, might yeah. Do that next week, yeah, yeah. So today is a very special day. It is Stevie Wonder's seventy first birthday. James, are you a Stevie Wonder fan? Do you have a favorite song?
1: Yeah, I think my favorite Stevie Wonder song is Wild Wild West. Ah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> In the Wild Wild West. No, I, I yeah. we were talking uh, we were talking about this a yeah, little bit Will beforehand, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, But oh, I World do, World I, World I World. have like he he obviously has a legacy, and so there's a lot. Of, I've heard a lot of his music. It's ever present. I wouldn't say that I am uh like I am super knowledgeable of all of that, but I do think it's funny that there are things like like the Wild Wild West theme that it, people don't realize are you know just covers or samples of all the incredible music that he's made. So.
0: Oh, such a legend. Such a legend. I love his music. Uh, isn't mm-hmm. she lovely? Mm-hmm. Uh, overjoyed. He's just got hit after hit after hit. So happy birthday to Stevie Wonder. Such a, such a talent. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, have you seen the Sasquatch documentary? I believe it's on Hulu.
1: I, so I have seen the first. There's so much stuff. I feel like I'm watching so much stuff, but I've seen the first episode. Um, and I need to get back into it because it was pretty fantastic. Have you, have you watched the
0: whole thing? Yeah, actually, uh, the bunny, Allie, referred, like, she texted me a few mm-hmm. weeks ago and was like, this is right up your alley. I think you love it. You got to watch it, um, and so I checked it out, and I really enjoyed it. I think it's only about four, maybe three or four episodes, so definitely make sure you, you watch the rest of it because it, it gets so interesting and uh, went in a direction I actually didn't see coming, so I... that was really cool.
1: My favorite thing anytime Sasquatch or like anything like hills like even Wendigo or anything like that comes up there's always an interview with some dude who's like I know what I saw like it's like, a, <laughs> it's like do you though do you and he's like I know
0: what I saw <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's an exact quote from that documentary, is it maybe it was in the uh, first episode. <laughs> <laughs> the cool thing is, they get into the old, like you know, the video of that I you know, mean, mm-hmm. ended up being a hoax. Like the guy is just walking, he's looking back, like, "Hey, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah." They get yeah. into like they interview that guy, and he's still trying to sell it like it's real. Oh, uh, not really? To give you a spoiler, I mean, I said, Wait, yeah, he's they, still trying to act like that was real. The guy who made it, yeah, the guy that recorded the thing, and then like oh, wow. interviewing the other guy that dressed up in the outfit. And mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, it was all work. Like, he, ha- you know, paid me to do this. Have
1: you I ever seen? Have you ever seen the when it's it, it, they someone did an unshaky cam? They like basically stabilized the footage of the Sasquatch because it's all shaky and stuff. It's like, oh, and he's like walking. It kind of has like a weird, extra ordinary feel to it. But the actual stabilized version is straight up a dude in like a ghillie suit walking, like going for a stroll. Like it's someone yeah. walking his dog. The
0: guy says he could see my wallet in the back of it because <laughs> I had a big old wallet. Perfect. <laughs> so, like, yeah. Um, you know, real quick, I want to send a congratulations to Russell Westbrook uh, of the Washington Wizards, loyal listener to the show, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, he earlier this week recorded his 182nd triple double passing Oscar Robertson in a record that has stead stood. 47 years. Wow. What an unbelievable record. So I just wanted to touch on that. I know you're not a big hoop guy. I, just, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that. Mm-hmm. What I do really want to talk to you about, because this, yes. is, this is something that you can help educate me on, Yeah, is I just read this morning about Sony announcing a black and uh, separately a red PS5 controller. Mm-hmm. And uh, it looked cool. Uh, it- I, I, I must say that. But I believe it had a price tag of like $70. It's coming out next month. And I want to ask you, what is special about this controller? Why am I going to pay $70 for it when I'm probably just going to break it because I turned the ball over seven times in the fourth quarter against the Miami Heat? So please tell me, educate me on this.
1: I mean, the the truth of the matter is that these controllers went from being like two buttons and some directional pads or even just a joystick and one button to being essentially as complicated as your smartphone, like the technology inside these devices is pretty incredible. So like that's why it's expensive, but I also think that um kind of how you feel about sneakers in a lot of ways and a lot of people feel about sneakers they've kind of become collector's items for people so like you can see controllers that are themed or have special colorways and stuff like that it's there if with xbox especially you can Order away for like a custom color scheme. So you've wanted to, if you want an Xbox controller that had like the Lakers colors, you could design that and then like get it. I know people that have walls of controllers the same way people have walls of shoes or walls of art. Like that's kind of what it is. And this, in my opinion, everyone's getting super. I see people on my Twitter feed and stuff getting super excited about these controllers, and I think it allows them to better customize their gaming aesthetic experience and you and i have also talked about like why isn't there a black ps5 like you know not everyone wants the colors that they decide for their console and they'd rather find something that fits maybe their household or their own design choices and stuff like that and this is like the first step in that direction i think that's why everyone's freaking out
0: i must say it does look really cool and i've already seen like mock-ups of what a black ps5 would look like and it Mm -hmm. looks absolutely sick i mean it's like knight rider or something Yes. um last but not least i do have one thing i want to show here i like i need to do it i have to show it i don't know if you noticed on dynamite last night or on the aew twitter but your boy has a new t-shirt out the wrestling savant scorpio sky what a beautiful shirt I yeah say everyone should go out and buy it Shopaew.com. james what do you think of this shirt
1: I love it. I saw it. I saw I saw your tweet and then I saw it. Uh, I saw it announced it. That's a sick shirt. It's not the it's not the 50 percent. It's not the stuff that the the uh, wrestling with weak community came up with. And dare I say it's a little bit better. Um, it is. It's a great looking shirt. It is sick. And I honestly like how it f- like it's the aesthetic of your uh,
0: of your ring gear a lot. That's what I think is really cool about it design team did a great job uh mm-hmm. and yeah this is my first solo t-shirt all of my other shirts were scu shirts so it's very fitting i guess that uh my solo shirt has dropped at the end of scu so mm-hmm. um that that's uh that's all we have for that and james i you know I, every week we talk about me a lot i mm-hmm. I, I know i said that last week and i'd love to talk about myself but at the same time you know I'm trying to get to know you still. You know, Mm -hmm. we didn't know each other that well at the beginning of this project, putting this podcast together. We're already in season two. I need to learn more about you. Mm -hmm. So this is your time. We're going into the next phase of this show. One of my favorites. I need to know what's going on. This is 15 seconds with James. Let's get that clock going. And James, what's going on, my friend? All right. Uh, Let's wait. See the
1: clock there. I want to see it pop up. Uh, Okay, we're ready to go. I also have a new T-shirt that I am excited to announce. Eric, can we show off my shirt here? I want to get people's reaction to it. Um, Yeah, it looks like a piece of
0: corn. And that's all the time we have. I must say that is the corniest shirt I've ever seen. Um... (laughs) That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Yeah, I had to pause on that one. (laughs) I <laughs> dad joke, right? I'm not even a dad, but it's mm-hmm. a dad joke. Daddy. Daddy joke. That Yeah, joke. So you're dead you're dead to
1: someone out there. Someone looks to you as a dad.
0: Whoa, don't say that. That's Well, you that know, you know a complete it. different way, man. You know I You got a ton and, of you know, kids out
1: there, Sky? Whoa. <laughs> you just don't know it. <laughs> no. I called no on Here's that, wood. Please. We got to knock on wood. All right. Wait, yeah. no, knocking on wood is how we got into this situation in the first place. Oh my God, we are yeah. basically running out of time.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, I hope my girlfriend didn't hear this part of the show. <laughs> Anyways, James. all right. So <laughs> she always <laughs> turns it off
1: as soon as it gets to fifteen seconds with James. That's when your girlfriend stops
0: listening and watching. <laughs> I so. yeah, I hope she didn't hear James. Oh, yeah, you have tons of kids out there. What? Mm-hmm. What? I'm sorry. All right. Yeah let's uh that's that's about it right uh we've yeah. got uh let's uh let's actually let's, let's make sure we get the social in there make sure everybody knows to follow us on mm-hmm. twitter and instagram that is wwtwpod wrestling with Week yep. pod uh make sure you follow you can follow us individually james mm-hmm. is james willems i am yep. at scorpio sky that is both on twitter and instagram go double tap some of our stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, at that, on that note, we're going to go ahead and we're going to bring Eric back
2: for
0: the finish. The fin, finish.
2: Are we saying it all at the same time? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were all saying it at the same time. Oh, okay, I got, it, that got we it. We were all saying it. All I thought right, it was okay. good. All right, guys, all right. look, we don't have a lot of time left, so I want to just get this real quick. We talked about the different colored uh, PS5 controllers. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's black, there's red, there's white. I want to know if you could colorway a PS5 controller, what would you make it look like? What are the colors that you would pick for your own custom PS5 controller? Mine would just look like the show. It's, I love wrestling with the week. That's all I'm saying. So I, I'll, t- I'll leave it to you guys to take us out. Do you
0: need a moment, James? Yeah, yeah. My it, answer is easy. Uh-huh. Go for it. Mine would be the colors of the lakers I knew, it. I knew it lakers maybe on like one side an eight and on one side a 24 that would be super sick maybe someone mm-hmm. can customize that for
2: me let me know See? if anybody can do that that'd be sick. that's good, good. yeah hi right, james what do you think you can anything you want <sighs> anything i want to get on you got to PS- get creative anything get creative.
1: i want in a ps5 controller and yep. i got to get creative all right i think i've got it i'd want it to be the neon green color from Cole Trickle's car in Days of Thunder.
2: That's a deep gut, man.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right.
2: imagine right. 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 really really you a... come over,
1: you come over and uh-huh. I go, Oh, that's PS5. And they go, is that it looks just like Cole Trickle's car from Days of Thunder. And I go,
2: that's because that's what it is, my friend. That's what it is. <laughs> All right. So we're not getting, we're not trying to get the youth for this show. Got it. How right, I'll dare it, you? Yeah. All right. I'll Gen it, Z gotta,
1: loves days of thunder. As soon as nobody. they find out what it is. <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right. Start doing days of thunder, TikToks, Please, man. <laughs> all right, guys, we got to go. We have to wrap this thing up. We got to mm-hmm. say goodbye. And then we got to like, let's go. Let's go. Take it out. All right. All right well, all right. Thank, thank you everybody for watching, listening, wrestling with the
1: week. Um, we'll be back next week with another amazing interview, some awesome dynamite chat, updates on both of our lives, mine maybe less, more so. Um <laughs> we got big old biceps. If you are only listening to the podcast, we encourage you to check it out when we broadcast live or even watch that VOD after the fact because we get flexing in this show. It's the flexiest podcast available on the internet. Okay, and that's promise. Thank you, everybody, for watching and listening. Sky, any final thoughts?
0: Congratulations, Miro. Sorry, Darby.
1: (laughs) Bye, everybody.
3: Just stop from the bottom to the top, got to push through it all. You the one, you the one, do it all. You the
0: one, do it all.